There is one nephew whom we have identified. He is my nephew, but there are five more claimants who are saying it is their relative. This distraught man lost three of his family members in a catastrophic Odisha train crash on Friday, June the 2nd. But the disfigured body of his young nephew is claimed by five more families. At least 288 people were killed and hundreds injured in the deadly crash that happened in Balasore city. It jolted India. News crews rushed to the accident spot to find mangled train coaches rammed on top of each other. So far, at least 80 bodies remain unclaimed. But this is not the first tragedy. India has seen deadly train accidents before. The country's rail network is huge, spanning more than 100,000 kilometers, but it's also old and burdened. It carries more than 25 million passengers every day, and that's not enough. In May, India surpassed China as the most populous country in the world. With such a heavy footfall, can the Indian railways avert Odisha-like tragedies? This is Beyond the Headlines, and I'm your host, Sohila Kram. In this episode, we'll try to understand what may have led to the Odisha train crash, why train derailments are such a huge problem in India, and what is it that Indian railways could do to cater to its footfall of millions of commuters every single day. We spoke to Prakash Kumar Sen, head of the Department of Mechanical Engineering at Kirodimal Institute of Technology in Central India. He's also the lead author of a 2020 study on causes of rail derailment in India and corrective measures. But before we go to him, we spoke to our India correspondent, Tanya Datta. She says, people in India are angry. This is one of the worst rail accidents in the country in the recent times. People are definitely angry. In the last few years, if you look at the government, it has it has been trying hard to you know, modernize or expand the railway system. But at the same time, if something so big, so uh, an, an accident at this scale uh, happens, obviously it has jolted both the government as well as the citizens. So people are definitely angry. And more than anger, it is, it is the anxiety because millions of people take railways every, uh, every day. Uh, to travel from one part of the country to other part. So definitely uh, the anger, the anxiety, the fear is palpable. People are questioning, like, how did this happen? How could this happen? There are no clear answers yet on how this tragedy involving three trains unfolded. But a preliminary investigation blames change in electronic interlocking as the likely cause of the catastrophic accident. It is this system that sets routes for each train in an area by signaling which train needs to stop and which needs to go. It also tells trains how close they are to each other, how fast they can go, and the presence of stationary trains on the track. According to the investigation, a signal was given to the high-speed Coromandel Express to run on the main track line. But the signal later changed, and the train instead entered an adjacent loop line where it rammed into a freight train. The investigation doesn't say yet why and who changed the signal at the last minute. But officials suspect human error. The impact of the collision was so strong, it flipped Coromandel Express's coaches onto another track and ended up derailing the incoming Howdah Express as well. It was already dark by the time the accident happened at about 7pm local time. As dawn approached on Saturday, scores of dead bodies lay on the ground near the train tracks. Tanya says, many of the victims were migrant workers. I spoke to a few victims and they were naturally shocked. They were in pain. 
And it was really uh, disheartening because they all were traveling. Most of them were going to work. Most of them were migrant workers, you know, like they they were traveling from Odisha or West Bengal to the southern parts of the country for work. One of the persons, one of the victims I spoke to was um, uh, a father of uh, a newborn child, like a six-month-old daughter. And, you know, he said that he was on the Coromandel Express train and he was occupying the lower berth. And he said that I, I just, you know, I just boarded it. And after a few hours, we was, we were discussing, we were talking. Uh, he was with half a dozen of his fellow workers. And then he said that suddenly he realized that the train had picked up speed. And before he could understand, it crashed. And when he sort of, you know, uh, gained some sense of what had happened, he said that people started screaming and they all were, they started breaking, you know, open the windows and uh, to sort of escape. And he said that people started screaming and, you know, saying that, okay, we, we will die. We all will die. And he survived. He was uh, rescued, basically, and he was taken to a hospital. And then he said that, I mean, it was more than 10 hours after the incident when I spoke to him, like the next day I spoke to him. And he said that I just cannot get the voices, the screaming is still in my head. They, those words are stuck in my head. One such worker who was killed was a young man named Gobin Sahu. His father is among the victim's families who have been promised a compensation of 1 million rupees, which is about $12,000. But Gobin's father, Ramcharan, says money won't bring his son back. My son has died. What will one do with money? Money is here today, will be spent tomorrow. But my son is gone. It is like my right hand has been amputated. There is so much worry. I am so worried about my two-month-old granddaughter. The Odisha train crash may have been a head-on collision due to what's suspected as human error in relaying signals. But most of the accidents in India happen due to trains getting off the tracks. That is, derailing. A government railway safety report for 2019-2020 found derailments were responsible for 70% of the railway accidents, up from 68% the previous year. So why do derailments happen in the first place? Here's what Prakash Kumar Sen had to say. The basic cause for derailments is the overloading, the failure of the tracks, the failure of the joints. Joints refers bolted joint as well as weldament joints. So uh, India is a country of variety of weathers. Okay, so just because of weathering, if there is a high temperature area, so the weldament as well as the track got expanded, and at the night it got contracted. So because of this contraction and expansion, the track got cracks. Okay, so the cracks ultimately make fractures on the rail track, and ultimately the track get filled. There are many other things like uh, sabotages, sabotage that means uh, the mischievous activities by the people like theft of uh, the track materials like fish plates, bolts, etc. So such kind of things make a track quite poor in performance. So ultimately due to the poor performance of the track, the derailments occurs as well as Overloading is also an issue because due to lateral and vertical load, there may be a resultant load which can drive the wheel to move outside the track. There have been visible signs that the Indian government has been trying to improve rail safety. According to Railway Minister Ashwini Vaishnav, some 5,200 kilometers of new tracks were laid last year and 8,000 kilometers of tracks were being upgraded every year. But despite these efforts, several hundred accidents occur every year. 
The country's worst train disaster was in 1981, when an overcrowded passenger train fell into a river during a cyclone in Bihar state, killing about 800 people. In August 1995, two trains collided near New Delhi, killing 358 people in one of the worst train accidents in India in decades. In 2016, a passenger train slid off the tracks, killing 146 people. Prakash attributes this failure to a number of reasons, one of which, he says, is understaffing and a slow pace of installing anti-collision system called Kavach. First of all, we should have recruit a number of staff, skilled staff for maintenance and different uh, segment, specifically purpose, like uh, track inspector and ultrasonic machine detectors, specialist, so that they can find the errors in the tracks. Second one, to increase our safety measures. Third one, uh, anti-collision device installation. You, I think you have heard about the covert system. But uh, it's a system uh, which avoids uh, collision of the trains. But unfortunately, due to this large network, uh, we have installed near about uh, 77 locomotives uh, cover system. So uh, we can say it, it is a data based on the December 22. But uh, I think near about hundreds of cover system has been installed and near about 1500 kilometers of the track has been made as a collision free because of this cover system but uh, it will take some time so next uh, step would be that uh, we should do this very fast for the whole network and also the budget should be increased so that lack of the budget can could not be a reason for uh, for such kind of negligence india's rail network is a lifeline of the country's transportation system india's aviation industry may be booming but most of india still rides trains because they are affordable and often cover destinations without air routes or airports. Our correspondent Tanya says it's a lifeline for job seekers and businesses. If you look at India, it is now the world's most populated country uh, with 1.3 billion population. But a massive chunk of this population is middle class, right? And, and nearly 3% of living under the poverty line. So what happens is, I mean, railways is... Still, it remains a robust transport system because it connects extreme remote villages and allows access to people from these middle class or you know poor class to markets, to bigger cities for work where, I mean, they travel to these bigger cities for work. So on a daily basis, more than 12 million people take these trains. So it is a lifeline for people. It is a lifeline for job seekers. It is a lifeline for small businesses. This is why railways is essential it is like a backbone of the Indian population. Also, airfare is too expensive. Despite competitive you know, airfare, people still rely on railways. And when something so big happens, an accident of this scale, it definitely shakes the citizens because they have to take those trains. They can't afford airfares. And how do they take those trains? Because they are demanding, you know, security, they're demanding safety, they're demanding that, you know, the government should investigate thoroughly so that such an accident never happens again. The investigation into the Odisha train crash has been taken over by the country's premier investigating agency, CBI. Was it a sabotage, a human error or a machine failure? There are no clear answers yet. But there is no time to wait. The accident site in Balasore has been cleared of wreckage and traffic has been restored on the lines. But for the families who lost their loved ones, 
their life has been derailed. For many of them, like the man we heard at the start of this episode, identifying the disfigured bodies of their loved ones has been hard and traumatic. This has been Beyond the Headlines. I have been your host, Sohail Akram. Thanks this week to Tanya Datta and Prakash Kumar Sen. This episode was produced by Dua Farid and Arthur Edison. If you like this episode, please make sure to subscribe to the podcast to get all the latest episodes on your favorite podcasting app.